Welcome back. This is Rebel Radio America, episode 5. Today is July 22nd. Uh, it's Monday. Let's get it. Um, Alright, so as I mentioned in the previous broadcast, um, that I was working on a timeline, which is very interesting, I find, because it puts everything in perspective, like in context. Uh, people, like, you know, it's a chaotic time, so we have to, like, kind of peel back the onion this way. Uh, in a timeline, very, like, you know, I, I, I drew up some notes, I did a little bit of research, just real quick, jot down something, and, yeah, so just facts and figures to back some of the stuff up. Um, so going back uh, to where I find it all started in relevant terms to today. All right, so here's a timeline. President Eisenhower, in his farewell address, 1961, um, said he coined the term actually, he called it the military industrial complex. Right? Um, What does that mean? Well, um, the military is um, supplied with the armaments industry, right? The war uh, machine, you know, the Boeing, the Lockheed Martin, Northrop, you know, um, just goes on and on. Just uh, with the Raytheons, you know, the defense contractors, the the you know, old you know projects they got going on. So military is supplied by the defense industry. It's an industrial complex between the military and these industries, the war manufacturers. I mean the war weapons, you know the weapons manufacturers, and they can't get contracts worth billions, right? Um, every every pistol, every bullet, every bomb, every tank, all of it, right? So this was in 1961, right? The Cold War is going on, and we'll break that down with the Cold War. But Eisenhower, coming from like, you know, World War II, Korea, right? Um, this was like, you know, everything was going on. 1961, right? He said military, in military, he warned us. He warned that if we wanted to have a democracy, you know, he, he basically laid it out. He laid it out saying that there's a vested interest, you know, there's a permanent permanent arms industry right um to defend democracy and if we want to keep democracy we got to know that it can have unbridled power you know um so whether it's sought or not you know like he said um we must guard against the military industrial complex because he knew the policy making uh influence the um like you know all these things going on um and it's important to acknowledge that and uh, he warned us, and what he did not know yet, uh, just a few years later, because at the time, uh, let's let's go back, at the time his speech did not garner the type of attention that you would think. Like it was just kind of another president uh, saying, like you know, another presidential speech, right? People did not know, like at that time, you know, it was not paid attention to like it is today. At the time, it was something just whatever, you know. Uh, so people did not heed that, that warning, and it's even more relevant because in 1965, um, well, let's go, let's go back. That's 1961, right? Military-industrial complex, or vast proportions, right? As he said. Um, then Kennedy comes into office, right? And that, you know, Kennedy, a lot of things were going on, too, with the Bay of Pigs invasion, with... Um, with the, uh, the the Cuban Missile Crisis, it's '62, right? So just on America's doorstep, there was like 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 Soviet missiles. There was like an attempt to invade Cuba, overthrow the communists there, and uh, it was just we have missiles that can reach Washington D.C. You know, like uh, you know America had missiles in Turkey, and they could reach the Soviet Union. And in Eastern Europe, they had missiles and stuff. You know, ballistic missiles were something new, but they were, they were carrying out tests, you know, uh, for ballistic missiles. And, you know, as early as 1950s, you know, 
the Russians were sending out like uh, uh, you know into space you know they were the first to go into space to have a satellite uh, the first man in space uh, so this was like in the 50s you know like early 60s the, the Soviets had like ballistic missiles and stuff um, and America was like saying okay we're gonna full arms race you know the full arms race came into view not just the space race because think about this if you could get a missile into space you could like the intercontinental missile the new technology they had uh, the capabilities that were now available it just gave it that much more like of an of uh, like a priority right um, so think about that you know think about how uh that plays into this how the intercontinental capabilities played and factored into the cold war so you had this right uh kennedy you know missile crisis uh you had his assassination uh i'm not even going to the background of like his being uh his assassination you know the 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 sniper you know uh and the magic bullet you know why did you know um where he was really like originally shot like you know that they were saying the angle and the only way to explain the extra wound because it's kennedy had an extra wound and they literally said like the magic bullet theory that 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 the bullet bounced off his shoulder blade or something and it went down and exited through his stomach and that's why he was shot in the stomach even though the angle would have been impossible to like have like multiple wounds like you know um as good of a sniper you know it was a moving target um, he just, you know, it was a whole lot of things in play, um, for, uh, Oswald to have, like, the type of wounds that Kennedy suffered was just not corresponding, so they had came up with this magic bullet theory, and you could look that up, and just how incredible the official story always is, and how the had of us believe that it happened the way it happened, you know, was he a patsy, was he the, the scapegoated, uh, was he working for the Cubans, the Russians, the the Italian Mafia, you know, a whole lot of things are, like, coming to, to, to play, um, the fact that he, Aswald himself, like, look, at the time, like, an assassination of president would have been bad enough, but then you have his assassin, uh, killed as well, you know, he was, um, killed, um, the assassin so maybe they didn't want him to say something uh maybe they were afraid that he was gonna break uh his um protocol you know the mind control protocol as some have argued that they just knew it was a loose end you know so there's that then uh robert kennedy you know john f kennedy's brother's assassinated uh martha luther king is assassinated and they just went like full scale like like um you know, um, Malcolm X, like, you know, all these, all these people, you know, um, and around the world, many assassinations around this period of time, right? Um, many revolutions, many civil wars, you know, at this time you had, uh, Greece, um, in a civil war and you had uprisings, uh, in the Soviet Union too, in the Warsaw Pact countries, like in Czechoslovakia, uh, there was an uprising there that was crushed. So this is the, the world, like, in a state of, like, constant upheaval, uh, right? Um, fast forward to 1965, um, the United States sends uh, 200,000 soldiers to Vietnam to prevent uh, the local South Vietnam uh, pro-West government from falling. So they got bogged down in a conflict there, right, where North Vietnam was supplied uh, by the Chinese, the Soviets, you know, uh, you know, the Ho Chi Minh Trail in a, leading in from Cambodia and Laos. So you had all these things, you know, just the military industrial complex, just some full force war machine was unleashed. Uh, just more weapons, more bombs were dropped and in World War II, like for the, the, if you take into account the area, you know, the square mileage of the, uh, just the scale of just the area bombed. You know, you take whole, all the whole Europe, you take all the war, uh, World War II in Europe, just how much, how big is Europe compared to Vietnam? You know, the narrow land 
They dropped that amount of weapons and bombs on Vietnam as much as World War II, you know, just because it was, you know, smaller area and was more concentrated with the constant uh, napalm, carpet bombing, uh, and all that, right? So, untold, like, uh, death and suffering of people uh, on both sides, you know, the local populace, the Vietnamese uh, communist forces, the Com- Cambodia, you know, the famous... Um, um, killing fields of Cambodia under the Khmer Rouge um, and, and all that so that's just leading up to like you know think about it the DuPont chemicals the, like they had corporations take contracts uh, on just the napalm to manufacturing all these napalm bombs you know napalm was industrially made you know so you had like for the first time America like using all its might with all its like like innovation with all its like force they went in there and not only into like 1975 uh did saigon fall you know with like a hastily evacuation of like military personnel and just they're dumping helicopters in the ocean they're evacuating the embassies because it would just happen so fast you know you had a 10-year conflict and with million uh dead you know um and there's just estimates because there's so many people dead um, and so many U.S. members uh, wounded as well. Like an amazing amount of just like like just the gravity, you know, the mass of people just wounded from like just, you know, the booby traps that the, you know, um, Vietnam forces had like booby trapped the jungle and just jungle warfare, you know, disease, uh, just like just incredible how not never prepared were they uh the soldiers there uh going through the mud patties you know uh just ptsd you know uh just the massacres just like of like the local populace you know the local populace was like um was suffering too you know under the hands of the americans and just no one trusted anybody uh you know uh they came back as heroin addicts uh, some were wounded and some were just traumatized, so they didn't come back the same. And then you come, they come back home, and the, you know, anti-war movement, you know, the anti-war movement thought that they were like war criminals that they they saw on television, just the horrific like uh, bodies on the roads, like just like uh, ho- horrendous like acts on both sides, you know. Uh, so the the civilian population here in the United States was like these guys you know they blamed them for just everything you know they were not welcome back home they were not giving a hero's parade even though they went out and were in the jungle putting up in the shit you know like they were in the in the uh food bar you know like as they called it um and um just imagine having to ferry like dead bodies and wounded people like in the back of a huey you know even the pilots saw a lot of blood they had to like every day like scrub the helicopter of blood you know uh just pulls blood just whatever and and just and that's horrendous you know too so they come back home you know and that leads to the drug war because the heroin you know the famous uh, uh american gangster movie where they depict uh corrupt uh military officials uh you know uh, lining their pockets and just like transporting heroin from you know, Southeast Asia, you know, in Thailand, uh, just, just like, think about this, like, you have a vulnerable population of veterans, you know, and they come, and they don't, they're not looked upon, like, quite good, there's no, like, employment, really, uh, you know, in the 70s, 71, 73, there's an, uh, oil crisis, a fuel crisis, you know, the, the gas stations, there's people lining up to buy fuel here in America, you know, because of the OPEC and the Saudis and all this stuff, right? So all these things are just like a trifecta, you know, with an economic, like, uh, like, uh, just like, you know, with the fuel shortage, the fuel, not only the fuel shortage, but just like uh, a military veterans not having seen a way, you know, they're, they're, they're not prepared to receive all these people coming home. The healthcare was not as well, you know, they're coming in in wheelchairs. The new meds, you know, they come back and they use heroin. Uh, They're like doping up, you know, like weed, whatever, you know, just like, uh, 
and even the the hippie you know the even the anti-war movement was on drugs you know they were like on lsd and and they were on like smoking weed a lot and, and they were just tripping and on shrooms or whatever so the drug culture you know the um just the whole environment you know um just was not good in america you know and i'm not saying that i'm just saying that it laid like the foundation for a drug war you know um like um think about it you know when you have like an entire generation of like just drug addicts and just people getting locked up and killed and you have like now uh like american war weapons on the streets you know they had like now you're you, on the streets there's like guns like being like just flooding the streets with guns drugs uh crime uh off the charts crime recession all that stuff right um uh and then there was like um that this whole thing with just defeat you know that there's demoralized they were so demoralized you know when in 69 the woodstock like there's like the biker gangs the woodstock like it just kind of ended the 60s in a better note you know like uh from this like uh love and power pe- people power you know john lennon was killed and uh just around this time you know like like Jimi hendrix john lennon uh just a bunch of like like musicians die um the guy from the doors you know uh i want to say jim something you know so all these people like all these musicians all these people overdosing on drugs even the musicians were overdosing on drugs and uh the fbi targeting the black panthers you know uh killing the leadership you know locking away uh the leadership you know when when um the black panthers and other movements the black liberation army and other groups they're just more radicalized when their members are locked up you know the famous prison uh revolts right attica you know the massacres uh, at college campuses uh in the 70s um the bombings uh government buildings in the 70s you know the fbi had like programs to assassination uh surveillance and just planting informants planting information you know wiretapping uh just it was not good you know and at the same time they're like using like um experimental tactics to have people confess you know they would like uh truth serum you know they they would uh the cia around this time was also doing all crazy stuff with experimentation you know they would uh inject soldiers uh with like like you know unexperimental vaccines or viruses to see how long it would take them to like if they would survive or if they would die you know they would use as guinea pigs a lot of the black soldiers uh they're trying to cure like or they said they invented aids this way you know just by testing the military uh uh you know because they said the aids was made in the military base you know um anthrax all these compounds you know like uh meth you know methamphetamine crystal methamphetamine in the 70s you know it couldn't have come from like the Nazi, uh, you know the collaborators. You know the the Nazis brought in, uh, you know in the in you know, at this time the seventies, eighties. You know there's a space race, there's a arms race, there's just uh, trying to be first at everything. You know, uh, so think about this. You know like um, just a trifecta, right? Uh, and it's important that we lay that out. You know that the drug war, Cold War had an effect in Central America, South America, Africa, Asia, Middle East, Europe. You know, in Europe, there's terrorists, uh, like left-wing terrorists. You know, there's a, a whole um, behind-the-enemy behind lights campaign by the Russians, by the Italian uh, communists, by uh, just underground, like, movements. You know, they had the Spanish, uh, you know, um, going into France, you know, bombings, uh, ETA, you know, uh, a bunch, just a bunch of like, uh, you know, uh, bombs going off, like uh, these terrorist groups. You know, that's the the era, the golden age of terrorism. You know, um, Gladio. You know, uh, NATO even tried doing that uh, on some cases. You know, um, so think about this. We're in the, talking about the forest fording to the seventies now. Now, you know, Afghanistan. You know, and uh, you know they overthrew the the government of Chile. You know, they bombed and killed the president, uh, you know, the CIA operation there. They used, uh, it brought up uh, into power, you know, dictatorship there. You know, uh, just 
complete like chaos all over the world in the 70s. Uh, you had Afghanistan uh, invaded by Soviet Union, and then Sigmund Sig- Brzezinski. How do you uh, yeah Brzezinski? You know this is when you know the, um, you know the Taliban. You know the the Mujahideen, right? The Mujahideen armed by the CIA, and billions of dollars worth of weapons. Um, you know. Uh, in 79, you know, the, the war, you know, in Afghanistan, the invasion by the Soviet Union. Um, what else? Oh, in 79, the Iranian revolution that brought in the mullahs, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the what's it called? Ayatollahs, you know, Ayatollah Khomeini, like, you know, in 79, overthrew the Shah. It backed, U.S.-backed government um, in 79, you know, the, the hostage crisis. Right then, you have Reagan coming in. Uh, you know, at this time the drug war just took another whole level. Like in the 80s, coming in, the drug war just escalated with crack coming in in 81, in 1980, 1981. You know, uh, with crack coming in, drug war just kind of like took off on new crime, crime, like murder rates, like just prison population just exploded in the 80s. You know, uh, it just it was a continuation. Just took it, ratcheted up. You know. Uh, they militarized the police, you know. Now you had uh, the cops, SWAT teams being trained, like SWAT special, special like tactical units had to be made uh, for the drug, drug raids, you know, just raiding like uh, stash houses, you know, uh, seizing uh, planes, you know, the Coast Guard, just like full on like uh, full metal jackets, you know, body, body armor, Kevlar, you know, just got the fucking AR 15s. Uh, with the MP5s, just like it was a huge level warfare on the streets of America. You know, Miami was a bloodbath. You know, the cocaine cowboys. You know, you had the uh, the Haitians, the Colombians. Like, you had uh Cubans. Like, just shooting it out, duking it out. You know, in Miami, uh, co- you know, cocaine built Miami. All the sky rises. Uh, you know, cocaine was it. You know, um, Vegas. You know, another. Uh, a mafia mafioso like city you know like sin city you know cocaine just filled like you know 80s was a happening time you know uh the go-go 80s you know everybody was just on one you know just like whatever you know um and and, and come the drug war is so, so vital like in american history just because of that you know just because of uh you know a generation without their fathers you know uh just wandering around just being radicalized uh by the by whatever. So then you have the gangs come in uh, because, you know, the Black Panthers, for all intents and purposes, were dismantled and the leadership, the, the, the youngings, you know, they, they were like, okay, now we have guns, you know. We have guns now. We are, we're like in the drug business now. We're just going to have to defend turf. They're moving in, you know. Uh, these minorities, you know, people from out of town, you know, like Mexicans uh, coming in uh, in the 80s into L.A., like even before that, you know, from uh, northern central California area, uh, and people from the south, or, like other blacks from, like the south, and from other, uh, places coming into California, and just the the gangs, the gang wars, you know, between the like, Crips and Bloods that formerly were like, woke, you know, like they were like, about something political, you know, so they managed to like, like pit them against each other, like minorities, Asians whatever, like, you know, in the late 80s, you know, coming in to the late 80s, you know, um, so just put it in perspective, you know, um, you know, the Cold War is winding down, you know, uh, all these, uh, Eastern Europe, uh, all these Eastern European and Central Asian countries are just, like, separating from the, uh, Soviet Union, you know, the famous, like, uh, like, just, like, it was, like, the, the Berlin Wall, you know, like, the, the famous, uh, uh, Reagan speech where, like, you know, the, he made a speech, and then the protesters just knocked down the wall. Uh, Poland, uh, just every, like, like uh, all the republics, you know, all the wars between the republics uh, to mark territory between the newly created countries. Uh, and that spanned a few years, actually. Like, there was, like, a bunch of small conflicts between them in the, like, smaller republics, you know, uh, carving out turf, like, in Georgia and, and uh, you know, Tajikistan, like, all the stands, you know, like, Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan, you know, they were just fighting each other for a little bit, um, so yeah, and then in 91, you know, the Soviet Union falls, right, and then you have Saddam invading Kuwait, 
um, creating crisis there, you know. Uh, uh, so yes, Saddam invading Kuwait was just another one of the dominoes to fall, you know. Um, they build a coalition, they over, you know, they push back Saddam into Iraq. They established no flying so uh, a no fly zone in the north and south. You know you had uh, in the late eighties. You know the the chemical weapons, biological weapons being used against the Kurds of Iraq in the north. You know just tens of thousands, eighty thousand people die. Um, and in Syria, you had uprisings in the eighties. Uh, that was brutally um, crushed rebellions. Uh, they just bomb airstrikes like everything in the cities of uh, in Homs. You know, by Assad's father, you know, senior, you know, uh, that they felt, you know, uh, against that dictation. You know, they were just brutally like crushed, you know, um, in that city and was just bombed, you know, um, into submission. So, in the early '90s, now, um, you know, you're thinking, oh yeah, like, but then you have the Yugoslavia breakup, you know, uh, Bosnia. Just the whole, like, self-killing there, ethnic cleansing, you know, the ethnic cleansing. They even had concentration camps uh, to eradicate Muslims, Serbs, whatever, Croats. There was just, like, a, a five-way conflict there. Uh, NATO got involved, starting, starting, like, bombing campaigns, just saving the populace from, like, exter- extermination, really. And then you had uh, Al-Qaeda, you know, in uh, Bosnia. And you had, like, uh, fundamentalist, like, groups, you know, the Mujahideen, you know, Saudis. Um, you know, that's where it comes to the war on terror, you know. Uh, a lot of, like, the Muslim population of Bosnia, um, you know, they need the help, you know. So they called out an arm, uh, call to arms, you know. All the Muslims rushed to, like, Yugoslavia and protect the, the Muslim population, you know. So they went in uh, from Afghanistan. Uh, you know, they were war veterans from there, and they just, like, channeled, like, um, like, all those fighters into uh, the Balkans, you know, um, and just like started like defending the Muslims and and just getting into the conflict. You like imagine a conflict so bad that you have to have NATO come in and you have to have like Al Qaeda forces, uh, Afghan forces in there, and just like the Serbs, you know, uh, atrocities and everything. Just it was just a mess, you know, with the, when you have uh, that ingredients of like just fueling the conflict, right? Um, so you have that in the early 90s. Then uh, in the mid-90s, you know, you have, um, like, like Waco here in America. You have, like, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing. Uh, you have in Africa, like, Osama Bin Laden's group uh, bombing American embassies in Tanzania, in Kenya. Um, just, like, just in the 90s, you know, just, you know, you come in and um, everything just exacerbated, you know, just... Like, uh, you know, so there's that, you know, there's the domestic terrorism, the militias, you know, the militia groups, uh, where the, they uh, say that pretty much that uh, the United States has a shadow government, you know, the conspiracy theories come out, um, you know, there's the radicalized right, you know, the, the militias, you know, saying that the government is occupied by Zionist forces, uh, the Israel lobby, you know, the... Um, just the military industrial complex, you know, the thing about John F. Kennedy, you know, in the 90s, um, there was real, like, conspiracy theorists, there was real, like, movements, uh, they were really afraid of government uh, power, and just, you come out, and you have Alex Jones come out of that, you know, Alex Jones um, was one of the first to report on um, McVeigh, you know, they didn't believe the official story on Oklahoma City bombing, uh, they said that McVeigh did not have like you know the wherewithal like to do such a magnificent like how do you move that ton like the tonnage of uh bombs in that building to have it collapse just perfectly like he must have been an engineer or something because they collapse in key points explosives planted in six points in a government building like yeah two guys just drive uh parallel to the building and have it collapse like in in the smackdown through the middle right like you know, they tested um, how big this bomb. Like they recreated the the um, nitrates, the, the the just the drums. You know, could have that like uh, truck bomb really caused that damage. You know, um, so there's questions there. You know, Alex Jones was like saying that 
you know, his background, his mental, like, he was not all there. Like, you think uh, a nut job, you know, waving, like, manifestos, like, going to all these militia rallies and, and just, like, you know, I think many people think that he was double-crossed. You know, he was planted there. Like, you know, he was a patriot, um, uh, McVeigh. And um, many think that he was just faking it, that he was told he was planted in one of the groups. He was an informant. He was just, they took photographs of him. Like, how convenient. Like, they found the photographs of him being at, at like, gatherings, you know, uh, put, putting out books, propaganda, you know? Um, so they took pictures of him, like, unloading these books. Uh, he was under surveillance by the, by the, by them. He was planted, like, a lot of people say that McVeigh was planted in the uh, militia movement and uh, that that truck bomb was not, like, uh, the way that damage was was not like correspondent to the facts you know um you know uh so collapsed the entire con like ima- imagine that the damage was like straight across right um so who knows that's up to debate right but then you have alex jones come out of that uh, exposing a lot of stuff uh police state 2000 you know uh, i was one of the early ones where i was just like uh, you know, in 2004, 2005, 2006, you know, I got into it, like, researching. Around this time, also in the early 2000s, you know, not discounting 9-11, right? Like, this 9-11 happened, War on Terror happened, uh, all these things, right? So think about this. Um, how convenient that, like, you know, you have loose change come out, you know, documentaries about anti-government, right, anti government uh stuff coming out uh stuff about you know the resurfacing like youtube allowed like resurfaced uh things you know like the tupac uh thing you know um a lot of conspiracies right you know people like say how organized was this you know the late uh they just laid it out you know they just kind of started putting stuff out there on on the line on, on websites and stuff um with the tupac with the john fk with the 9-11 conspiracies coming out, Illuminati conspiracies coming out uh, in, in the mid-2000s. And to me, that was suspect from the get-go. I was like, they're saying that they're going to collapse the economy, declare martial law, like round up, microchip the populace. Um, and it was just all far-fetched like to me to believe that there was a shadow group. And I, I just, the more I researched it, the more I researched it, I was just so reluctant. Like, how can it be all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, like... How can they control an entire economy? How can they be powerful enough uh, and evil enough to do all the things that is alleged in some of the theories, you know, in some of the, the the people that propose, you know, the agenda, like the agenda of the Illuminati of the New World Order um, was so horrific to me. I couldn't, I was so innocent thinking, no way, you know, like no way can humans be that fucked up, you know, like how evil, how monstrous uh, could, could, um, um, could they be really? And then this, I, I, the you know, the deeper I dug, it became like satanic rituals. It became that Lucifer was behind all this shit, you know, and uh, that there he was manipulating uh, all the world leaders, all the establishment, the power structure, which is everything behind it was like Lucifer, you know. And it, it made me want to rebel against that. It made me want to rally, like you know, um, it made me want to like garner support, like you know build a team, you know, create an arsenal, because I really, I really believe that this time, like, man, this is coming out to be true, you know, um, we need to uh, prepare for the war, you know, the, the, the war they wanted, you know, uh, through, through economic collapse, you know, because they had been warning, you know, um, people, around this time, people were saying, invest in gold, you know, why were they were saying that, like, people, I went to uh, see, you know, myself, you know, they, I went to see a gold uh, mining operation, you know, uh, my dad took me, you know, to see all this gold and people like a seminar on investing gold. And there was like a near, it was near like a gold mine and shit. Like, and they had like, like a really processing, like melting down, like they had from the gold nuggets to the making bullion, you know, um, like, you know, I saw all of it, you know, and they were saying, you know, investing gold now, this was like in 2007, you know, and, um, so I was skeptical and my position then, um, was that they put out Illuminati to say that, okay, if we control everything, 
but they don't know that we control everything then how do we control anything we're just a shadow group you know uh, we need to like they want it's like they were bragging and taking you know like a serial killer taking credit you know like by leading signals you know have like a tell sign of their murders so so they could be credited with like killing all these women like oh I have to have the telltale sign so they know it's like me and shit like cause otherwise what does it matter you know they're egotistical that way egocentric that way so uh, to me it was like a power play like saying you know uh, Tupac was right the first time saying Illuminati uh, is to say uh, you know kill that shit you know they have no power over us we're not that, you know that's a slave mentality thinking that there's like uh, giving them power like paying attention to them you know, like giving them energy, giving them the the, you know, um, what's called validation. You know, Illuminati from Tupac's perspective was, you know, it's to make us feel unpowerful, like you know, to make us feel like um, like that we have no, there's no way, you know, like who told him the plan? You know, he a famous interview, like who? How do you know about this? You know, in the prisons they're radicalizing, uh, trying to radicalize Tupac. You know, uh, government agents or not, they're trying to radicalize Tupac. The Machiavelli, you know, uh, so he he was like being awakened, but at the same time he was so skeptical, like me, you know. He's smart, like Tupac was a smart dude. He was talking about elections, you know. In the he was talking about the two thousand elections. He wanted to form a political party on the on the last weeks of his life. He was talking about political parties and elections, and that uh, we gotta like take power back in a way that like is not the same. You know, we can't be killing each other on the streets and stuff. Um, so he was definitely a revolutionary. You know, his mom was a, bl- a black liberation army. You know, she was with her uh, a group in Cuba. You know, they were in exile because they were you know they were wanted for like plane hijackings and robberies and stuff like that. Uh, just they were really political, really an active group uh, when it comes to like fundraising and stuff, and just carrying out just the hijackings and stuff like that. And uh, you know that was very common in in the eighties too, like in the nineties, just hijacking planes. Ran, taking ransom ransom and hostages that was the thing you know um so it was the whole thing right um and so it came out you know everything was coming out in the mid 2000s and then there like in 2006 they were saying economic collapse invest in gold uh real estate is about uh bubble burst you know like real estate's about to collapse you know this was a, like a red hot like uh real estate industry you know like just real estate um markets were just like pumping up, pump up, put like you know prices and stuff. And there were people warning that, you know, they're gonna collapse it. They're gonna like have you put all your money in, and they're gonna like drive the price down and, and bankrupt everybody, and then buy it up on the uh, cheap. You know, buy it cheap. And to me, like that's just this incredible plan. Like to me, that was like so incredible. Like someone could do that. Like like you know, rip off people. You know, systems rigged. So they want the madoffs. You know, like they want to con everybody, and then um you know run away you know like scot free like get, like you know highway robbery you know have people invest and just pump up the market you know they put out all these subprime mortgage uh they're just getting people as many people sucker as much people in like uh give them these packages you know i uh, just sucker as much many people in and then we drive it down collapse the economy like that and that was uh believe me that was intentional the banks were uh pawns the the banks the big banks were pawns in this like grand scheme of things, uh the government came in, bought a, uh, the Fannie Mae the Freddie Mac came in, bought all the the debted indebted banks you know, you know the banks foreclosed the homes then the government came in and took over that took over everything, you know, they made billion like untold billions, when the market turned around you know, even to this day they're saying oh we should cut back like on on, on loading all these securities you know all all these shit you know. Um, you know, uh, you know, the famous, you know, thing that's happened, you know, like even today there's articles pointing this out, you know, um, how, how manufactured is the data, you know, regarding all this stuff. Uh, they said that the government was refunded and then some, uh, they actually made a profit when the market turned around. So where's that money going? You know, it's not going to schools. It's not going to hospitals. They'd rather have that be like a thing, you know, that like, uh, the market, the private sector will provide a way, you know, um, for example, um, you know, the charter schools, you know, uh, charter schools are better than public schools, you know, uh, you know, it's just crazy how 
the establishment felt so bad that there's a gig economy, you know, like the gig economy, the shadow banking, uh, you know, just just people to make finding a way, you know, just finding stuff because it's not working. You know, they they say that's why the unemployment's so low because no one's looking in the system. Like people are working outside the system, you know, uh, the shit online, you know, uh, the tech industry, you know, all these startups, you know, there's just so much like money in there. Um, that people don't need to go into government because government used to be a safe bet. Now there's government like uh, dysfunction and, and and shit, you know, with the IOUs, you know, with the government shutdowns of the past. You know, that's more common now. Debt ceilings, you know, the debt ceiling debates, the, the brinksmanship, you know, shutting down government, people not getting paid, you know, and that's fucked up, you know. Uh, everyone felt that uh, a few months ago, just starting the year so think about that uh so in the early 2000s that was my position that Illuminati, like you know like non-compliance you know like don't give them power say fuck that i want to see it to believe it and in 2008 when konami like fell you know hard around the world when that shit happened um i was like damn this shit's for real dog and, like i was just telling my homies like hey bro we need to like strap you know like get you know there's a war coming bro like you know and then the streets was fucking crazy uh, during the 08, 2009. Everybody was trying to get it. Uh, people robbing people, like, for their drugs. You know, run away on the plug, you know? Uh, there was a lot of that, you know, like, snatching O's and shit. And uh, everybody was getting down, you know? That was just, like, the culture, like, shifted, you know? There's break-ins more often. Uh, you know, you got to go through, like, the fucking trials and tribulations, you know? That show's not a game, bro. Like, people were for nickel bags, bro. Like, shit, like, for nickel bags, bro. So, like... Uh, people were just trying to like, like you know, just everything was crazy, you know. And I was validated because when I made my friends like, trying to see this shit, like, oh yeah, that shit's fucking true actually, you know. Uh, and then Obama came, and shit, everybody just sat down, you know. Obama came and just gave people like, oh, we want to change. He ride the wave of fucking like, uh, disillusionment, like fucking, we can, you know, yes we can and shit, and everybody sat down, you know. Um, so we lost an opportunity. When that happened, everybody was just kind of like, oh, let's see what the fuck homie gonna do, you know? Like, um, you know, uh, so that was just everybody signing back, you know? And then you had a few, like, years later, like, like in 2011, 2012, you had the Occupy Wall Street movement. You know, they took the streets. Um, they had, like, all these campsites, you know, in every American city, virtually every major American city, like, had demonstrations, had riots. Um, and not so much the demonstrations, because when I went to the demonstrations, um, you know, um, I was I was telling my friend like, like we were riding around, you know, uh, seeing this like like you know, I went to a few, you know, but we went and um, we're cruising, and uh, I was like looking out the window and seeing all these people protesting, um, downtown and shit. I was like telling my friend like, watch, they're gonna the police are gonna crack down on this shit, like this, you know, this was only like three months in, like not nah, cops are gonna come in and crack down. And that's exactly what happened. Hundreds of people arrested in New York City just in one day alone. 700 people arrested. Um, in California, 2,000 people arrested across the state uh, that we know of, you know, directly because of the cracking down, you know, the, the police uh, started, like, tear gassing, started, like, rounding them up, and uh, people ended up having criminal records, you know. Um, and the people with criminal records, like me, were, like, kind of shy away from that. Like, hey, fuck, I'm, I'm like, on probation, so I can't be all right. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, um... <laughs> So, so type shit, you know, um, so you gotta be careful and shit, you know, but they did crack down, like I said, you know, like, I, you know, the moment you can't, uh, peacefully, cause they were peaceably assembled, but then you have police dressed as protesters, like, you know, doing craziness, like, that's facts, like, why did, um, those photos start leaking out, the photos leaking out of, like, protesters wearing police boots and shit, uh, like, assaulting cops and shit, and then starting a riot just for the, the cops can say, oh, we were, like, being, like, they're throwing glass bottles at us and shit, like, let's arrest everybody, and they dispersed protests from here to Europe, you know, all over the world was occupied, Walsh, occupy the world, really, occupy Sweden, occupy everything, you know, uh, every every country had a version of Occupy Wall Street, you know, and that was, like, uh, uh, another disillusionment, you know, when winter set in, and everybody was not even outside no more, the, everybody was mostly locked up, you know, in New York was so bad, they had to make, like, like, uh, at temporary detention centers and shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, 
so there's that um so that's the timeline you know in american history right just basic like military industrial complex the war on drugs war on terror you know and um you know mexican drug war took it to another level too um with with uh you know the war down there between the cartels and uh the tens of thousands i think it's peaking like at like over a hundred thousand now with the deaths the uh, drug war and down in mexico you know um they they killed or locked up all the major leadership of all the cartels and they've split up into smaller groups uh warring for cities you know just in, in mexico there's like gun battles bro there's towns down in mexico that uh they had to take up arms to protect them against the the, the cartels you know they they uh like entire towns are using vigilante groups uh ex- extrajudicial executions just like crazy crazy uh you know the famous like they they the plazas you know like and even in the desert you know like uh with the smuggling routes they shoot it out over there there's like uh dozens dead in every any given gun battle you know there's like uh the 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 military just there to mop up the bodies really the they call them the janitors you know the janitors the fucking they just come and clean up the mess right you had uh people hanging from bridges you know in tj it was really bad in tj uh the the populace is traumatized you know they seeing all these fucking uh bodies dumped on on the highways uh, from uh from the bridges from just like and i went down to tj uh in 2009 and it was just fucked up you know um guys i'll constantly be on the move you know like fuck you know like it's crazy um we had to defend ourselves just from the local like fucking thugs you know um but anyway um besides that you couldn't even stay like they get no sleep like we had to get the fuck out of dodge you know like like it's just crazy out here with the, the cops running up on us and 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 um almost like getting us you know like um they ran up on us, bro. Like the fucking police is fucking miracle. They let us go, bro. Miracle. They let us go, and then we had to dodge the fucking uh, cartel. So, think about that, too, you know? Cause after they let us go later that night, uh, some like local fucking motherfuckers like try to run up and we defended ourselves, you know, with Molotovs and we had a fucking katana sword running up on them, you know? and they fucking ran away, you know. And no one's gonna, like, you know, it's fucking huge ass samurai sword shit, you know. Um, but like, yeah. It's just funny. Anyway, and then the cartel was right run up and like, you know, like this food, bro. I was like in detention, you know, trying to cross the border, and I escaped federal custody. Fucking, they had me with the Somalis, with the fucking Guatemalans and shit. I'm like, I'm out of here. When they switch, they switch the guards out, and I fucking exited, and made it look like, oh, they just a routine, like check my bag, and the guy, cause he was a different guard, he didn't know I, uh, I was detained. I was just coming in from the office, cause. The same, as soon as the cop left the um, the, the room, I followed right behind him. The show was unlocked, that door was unlocked. He just walked through that door and I followed him. Like I grabbed my shit, my backpack with a tag um, on it and I follow and there's like another guard and I just like, I'm like, I recognize it was a different guard. So I was like, hey, they just checked me. It's like, oh, I'm running through the, the machine again. And he let me go through, like he didn't know I was detained, you know. I just told him like, hey, they just check my shit, you know, and um, they had me for hours and hours in there, bro, and um, I just like, they were trying to charge me with like, uh, creating a diversion, you know, boyero, you know, uh, it's so more common, you know, like you create a distraction and you let someone else in through, but basically that way, cause um, the dogs had like, like I was acting suspicious, cause I was like, fuck, you know, like I cut the line, and then I, I there's this big this big dude, like this big fat dude, and then um, I sneak in behind him. The first guard did not see me. I got into the first line of uh security. Then the second line, uh, someone like, like uh, fucking uh, with a dog, with a canine, and a military dude with a beret and shit, with a shotgun. They're like, hey, stop right there, like oh shelf. They fucking run up in you know, the fucking shotgun, bro. The fucking like, like military guard, like with his homie with a. With the dog on a leash, you know, like two military dudes come up on me. I'm like, oh, fucked. I'm fucked. And then I was just detained, you know, for five hours. And then I fucking bell, bell out. You know, I fucking like get the fuck out of there, you know? Um, and I got away with it. You know, I got away with that shit. Like, I usually, you know? But um, yeah, like, you just gotta put in this perspective. Like, Mexico is not in a play with right now. Like, 
Um, it you know TJ compared to Chicago, right? Uh, more people die in TJ than in Chicago, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a city of a million people. Chicago has a population of like like a couple million. You know, it's a major city. Like a couple million people in Chicago, um, right there, and they have a like lower like murder rate than TJ. You know, uh, just it's fucked up in that city. Like TJ right now, Tijuana, Mexico right now is like one of the worst for the drug war like it's heating up so much like like Juarez is dying down Guadalajara dying down Michoacana dying down um but all the major cartels like the Jalisco Jalisco is in there Sinaloa is in there um just like they're battling out for TJ right now um just like crazy crazy uh just they finding like by the crowd fucking bodies you know um and TJ is fucked up right now um, you know, and, and it's fucked up, bro, it's fucked up, I went, I was down there recently, like, two years ago, three years ago, and there's just, like, I, I could sleep through fucking gun battles, it was just nothing, it was just, like, I'll just sleep through that shit, you know what I'm saying, like, AKs and fucking, and, and next morning, I would go to the fucking whatever store, get the newspaper, and, like, oh, they killed a cop or two, you know, it was nothing, you know, down there, they ambush military, bro, they ambush the fucking military, they don't give a fuck, they bust out their homies, you know, like, this happened with uh, one of the sons of El Chapo, you know, like, he got, uh, or someone important, like, someone El Chapo's homies from back in the day was being transported, and they assaulted, and they, they shot up the fucking convoy that was transporting the prisoner. I don't know if they, I think they busted him out. I think they busted him out. Or maybe he died during the attempted escape. But some shit like that, like, what's going on? Like, you can look it up. This happened in 2016, you know, they busted out and shit. Um... Uh, and shit like they, they, that was military like backed convoys moving a prisoner and they were ambushed like I think six soldiers were killed and shit uh, so that's nothing to play with they have like war weapons you know they have grenade launchers they have exotic 50 cows you know they have like all this fucking shit you know because of the ATF you know we know that that's confirmed look up Fast and Furious you know look up Operation Fast and Furious Eric Holder then Obama's like, uh, like chief, you know, fucking uh, pumping out all these weapons down in Mexico. Why did? Why do you think the government of the United States? Why do you think the government of the United States right now, uh, and even then more so, uh, just channeling military weapons into Mexico because they want a bloodbath. That's a stated like, uh, policy mission, you know. Uh, if Mexico is like in disarray, that's better for us, you know. Let them kill each other, you know, because they say. Um, we used to control the drug trade, you know, the CIA, America used to control the drug trade, but because Mexican uh, cartels found a new power, they became more powerful, we're just like, if we don't control shit, they're not playing ball no more, like, El Chapo was not playing ball no more, he was getting ballsy, bro, El Chapo stopped playing ball, and they went after him, bro, like, that's the only reason, he could have made, like, as many, you know, ended up in the Forbes, and I've seen, like, what you did, he ended up in Forbes, um, one of the most powerful people in the world, um, but he stopped playing ball. He thought he would get away with that shit. Yeah, you know, the CIA, when they realized they could not control Chapo, they couldn't control the flow of drugs and control the cartels like they used to, uh, they just unleashed the war instead of fuck, fuck it. They just flooded the country with, like, money, with, like, um, weapons, and now Chapo's gone. So now they're, they're seizing millions of dollars at the border. Like, there was one where a single car, like a Sudan, like a Sudan, Stuffed with cash, three million dollars seized in just one car, like one, like like regular size car, seized. You know, three million dollars. You know, it's, it's seeing the setup of how, like, just nowhere, like, bro, bro, like, just the amount of money of the amount of cash in that car they found, is like, you lay it out, in a room big enough, it's like this almost the size of a fucking car, bro. Like how that motherfucker not get caught, like obviously. You know, you have, like, uh, just up to your neck and fucking cash trying to roll through, you know? Someone's going to notice that shit. There's a reason that motherfucker got pulled over, you know? They're running out with, like, 30 million, 3 million uh, in cash. You know, it's fucking ridiculous, bro. It took them forever to count that shit in the room. But that's, like, now a regular occurrence. Uh, you know, they're seizing the money coming to Mexico, and now they're using that money to, like, fund for the fucking wall, bro. El Chapo's money couldn't have just disappeared. They're using it. Bro, trust me, 
El Chapo's worth like billions. And all of a sudden, they can't find a single cent. They said, we didn't find none of fucking El Chapo's money. Yeah, right, bro. Yeah, fucking right. They didn't find no fucking El Chapo money out here. Um, it's bullshit. They're seizing that shit all the fucking time. And that's not connected to drugs. What are they doing with that fucking money? You know? Shit. So that's what I'm saying. You know, we gotta know. Be hip to the fact that without El Chapo, they don't need to... Like, they get stopping all the cash flow. And when cash flow stops in Mexico, people fucking die. You know, people starve, so they just, the plaza is fucking hot, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's what's happening in Mexico, you know? Um, and Trump is not helping the situation by threatening Ameri- uh, Mexico's economy. You know, uh, Trump, like I said, previous broadcast, threatened Mexico with a recession. Because America is Mexico's number one trading partner, and they're trying to tax billions worth of fucking goods coming in from Mexico. I mean, you kidding me? Like, it would cost them, it would cost Mexico a billion dollars every day there was tariffs threatened. The type of tariffs threatened by uh, Trump would have cost Mexico a billion dollars every day. That would, like, that would basically, like, plunge Mexico into a recession and just exacerbate the fucking bullshit out there, you know? Uh, and, and, and president, the new president of Mexico is really trying to, like, oust corruption, bro. Like, they found a, a $200 million fucking airliner, bro. A $200, no, a $200 million, that's with an M, $200 million airliner sitting in a fucking hangar in Mexico. Used by the fucking former president. Uh, that was like a payoff by El Chapo's like, people. Like, look it up. Look it up. And, I'm, and I wouldn't be surprised if fucking El Chapo dies in prison, bro. Like, he just knows too much. Like, you, you feel me? Like, they don't want him cutting a sweet deal or nothing, you know? Uh, but he's going to spend the rest of his life in, in the pen, you know? Um, so just know that. But that ass, they found a $200 million fucking jet in a fucking ha- hangar. And it turns out, like, Peña um, Nieto's fucking bullshit, you know? The PRI is fucking corrupt as to get. They were, like, in cahoots with the cartels from day one. Just look at everything that's out there. It's fucking proven. Facts, unfortunate, you know? The level of corruption went all the way to the presidency. And they bribed them with a $200 million fucking airliner. Uh, luxury. Like, the type of luxury this fucking airliner fool. And now that uh, airplanes moved from Mexico to, like, uh, L.A. They moved the, the jet to L.A. Sitting to, for refurbishment. For uh, certification so they could sell it for more. And then um, the president of Mexico now is saying that they're going to use that money to give it back to the poor. You know, they're going to use the money from the proceeds of selling up. Because... I think they haven't sold the jet yet. The Mexican government just had it moved to LA so they could fetch more for it and just have it be like, just, uh, it's already spec, like it's already fucking, everything's like um, oak and cherry and like just wood, just perfect, like fucking, like extravagant, right? But they're gonna get more if it's in the States, you know? If they sell it through through them, through the America, you know? Um, but think about that, you know? President of Mexico, doesn't have a palace. He doesn't live in the fucking palace, bro. He he turned he uh, converted it into a fucking museum slash park, you know, for the people. He doesn't drive around in a limo like like that fool goes around in a fucking, uh, two thousand fifteen Volkswagen, you know, um, just like your common Volkswagen, bro. He doesn't go around with like a a, a convoy, just mad security. He doesn't go around the the Mexico and uh, a lot of security. Uh, he has balls, bro. This fool like doesn't go around with that much security like just four people just a small security detail you know he goes pops up randomly in the small town he just this fool go on his social media bro he's like every day like his routine like the mexico president routine is itinerary is fucking crazy bro that fool doesn't sleep he's on the phone all the time that fool's like traveling the whole country every fucking day bro he's taking selfies with every motherfucker that wants selfie walking the streets like whatever let's get some tacos and shit you feel me? Feeding everybody around him like a motherfucker, right? So, shout out to the homie, you know? Like, uh, unveiling corruption. He just, like, uh, got rid of every old head in government. He brought in all new people. You feel me? Like, so think about that. Um, why are they trying to go after the president of Mexico uh, with all this shit, you know? Uh, when his proposed reforms are just fucking awesome, you know? Um, so there's that. Um, with the world state of affairs in the region of here, America, North America. I reported the shit in Canada between the Chinese and Huawei and, and Canadian government 
and the Canadian citizens being uh, like arrested in China for alleged drug smuggling, you feel me? Uh, saw that shit. So that that's the nitty gritty. That's the fucking like wrapping up session of it. Uh, just I don't want to go over an hour. It's a solid hour right now, so that's good. Um, so that's the timeline. I hope everybody like could uh, put that in, in like you know concise because I ran through it like facts just down the line of what really happened. This is historical fact, bro. Go back, listen to this carefully, bro. And look it up every single thing I've said. And that's like confirm what happened, bro. Just as generalized as it is, that's what's basically happened with Fast and Furious, ATF, and the guns, the gun running, bro. With the drug cartels in cahoots. You feel me? Like, so that's basically what it is. Uh, This has been another episode of Rebel Radio America. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Uh, I'll probably uh, drop this later today. And uh, just... Stay, stay positive and fucking, like, you know. <laughs> um, this has been uh, the July 22nd broadcast. Um, okay, thank you for listening and um, have a wonderful day.